VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now. Pray to Mary. It's a sin. Don't doubt her. Not to witness this in theaters. This is the work of the devil. Do you hear the voice? The Unholy. Rated PG-13. Now playing in theaters. every horror movie to hit VOD, there are countless others that end up D.O.A. Development Hell is a podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Corngut, and I am a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. Today we're going to be talking about the never-made fourth Candyman film, Yes, there's a fourth Candyman film coming out, but this was like fourth in canon. This is our first ever episode with the Dread Podcast Network, and I'm very excited. We have Zena Dixon with us, and we're really excited to have her. So welcome. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. Hi. Of course. (laughs) Hi. How would you introduce yourself to the world? Well, I also have a YouTube channel where I kind of do like different listicles because I watch a lot of horror movies and I like to kind of keep track of what I'm watching and try to make like fun little lists out of them. And also, you know, I'm a co-host on the Bloody Disgusting podcast. Uh, It's a weekly podcast. Like I'll give you like movie recommendations. So that's always fun. Very cool. I'm going to give everyone just like a a brief little outline of what we're going to cover today in this episode on Candyman 4. So uh, Zeno's going to start off by giving us a little bit of uh, the one-on-one on the OG Candyman. We're going to talk about our experiences with Candyman growing up. I'm going to dig deep into folklore horror. And we're going to talk about context, cultural, politics... And some fun facts before we head into the Candyman 4 talk. Yes. And honestly, I love that you're obsessed with Candyman. Like the the series as a whole. It just makes me so happy. The whole series. I need to to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're terrible, the second two. They're not good. Like, you need to see it. But you have to love them, though, you know? You have to. You have to. Tony Todd's in them. Have you seen number three, Day of the Dead? I have. And that one's actually my least favorite. Well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's a shock. 
wow, you buried the lead. It's true. It's true. But yeah, okay, we'll, okay, we'll okay. get into that. But okay, uh, okay. with the first Candyman, you know, that one was made in 1992. And so it is loosely based off of um, Clive Barker's 1985 short, The Forbidden, uh, part of the collection of Books of Blood. This one follows a woman named Helen Lyle. And I have a love-hate relationship with Helen because she put herself in that situation. Like, <laughs> I think a couple of years ago, I'll have to see if I can find it, but I remember somebody was trying to defend Helen's actions. It's like, girl, you don't have to do all that for an A, you know? And like, <laughs> I feel like people tried to tell her. Everybody, like Black people did try to tell her, hey, Helen, you know, leave that alone. She didn't listen. So at this point, I almost dropped my drink. Oh my god, it was Helen. She's it was here. Helen. <laughs> She's scary. It was Helen. Oh my god. Be no, careful. okay, let me let me get off the talk of, of Helen. But no, seriously, okay, Helen okay. is a is a grad student and she really wants to do like she really wants to like pass this class. And you know, she gets really involved. Every single time I think about what she I get stressed out with this project and she goes places where, where she's not supposed to go. Like as an example, like in Chicago, like she's researching like urban legends. She just so happens to be, well, she learned about Candyman. And so then she wants that to be like the focus of that. And so Candyman is basically, if you say his name five times in the mirror, a man appears with a hook and he's supposed to kill you. And yeah. So she goes to this like, Cabrini Green and it's like this housing type of project so she can get more research she's taking pictures and you know she discovers that there are like murders so that's just me just going going deep. oh my god Helen. she's back <laughs> Helen no it's Helen I just assumed everyone in the world would know the rundown on Candyman like we do but they definitely don't like my mom probably has not seen Candyman oh, so yeah I know um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good description for what the film is without giving too much away. So yeah, it was released in 92. Clive Barker did the story. I'm obsessed with the music, the Philip Glass score. I'm a big I'm a big Glass fan, so that's kind of how I got sort of involved with this movie to begin with. And it was followed, as we were saying, by two sequels. There was mm-hmm. Day of the Dead and Farewell to the Flesh. So, okay, what was your, your first memory of Candyman? Going back, 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 so- back. Going way, way back. So in 1992, I think I was five. I think I was about five years old. And my mom is like a huge horror fan. So I remember watching this movie at an extremely young age. And it ruined me. But in the best (laughs) way. Uh, I relate. Right? And it was just like, Uh it was one of those movies. Because again, even though I was only like five, like I remember watching some stuff I probably should have never watched. You know, like Mm -hmm. some really terrible movies, bloody type of thing. But this movie, it was different because it's it's, it's tasteful, you know? Mm -hmm. It's tasteful, but it still has that chilling feeling. Like I recently watched it just so I can have like a refresher before we, you know, spoke and everything. And it still brings like, it still just gives me chills. And that's such a great feeling that after all these years, it still holds up. Oh, it's just so beautiful. It's like a really beautiful film. It is. Um, and, and yet at the same time, it's like a classic slasher. So yeah, I, it was the same. I saw it way too young with my dad. It left crazy trauma on me. It's probably one of the reasons I love horror still and that I'm mm-hmm. a very anxious person. Uh, specifically, there was that one scene with the little boy in the public bathroom 
And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I use public bathrooms too. <laughs> like, was it me? Anyway, that really affected yeah. me. Yeah. Like seeing kids die and stuff as a kid really rattled my world. Yeah. Does it still scare you? It does. There, there's yeah. certain scenes that, that still freak me out. Like, of course, there's some scenes that kind of make me laugh now. But, you know, because when you think about it, like Candyman, he's kind of like petty, you know, because he was just doing some crazy stuff, busting through windows and stuff. But um, the way he calls to Helen sometimes, it, it freaks me out. Like when she was so brave enough to go through that little hole in the bathroom behind the mirror. Why? Yeah. Right? And it's just kind of like, I cannot do that. I swear to God, I'm not a TikTok person. If you are, no judgment. But my one of my closest friends, Emily, sent me a TikTok of this girl in New York City. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I do. The same bullshit behind her. Why? Candyman. Yeah. Candyman. He's back. Just move. Like just move. And I couldn't find the last video. I don't know if it was there or not. Oh, but like, yeah, she's yeah. dead. That girl. What, <laughs> she, she's dead. That girl died. <laughs> and I, we'll get to it later. But they like some of that was based on real life murders. Like Mm -hmm. there was really a woman named Ruthie, I believe that, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that called 911. She said there was a complaint in her bathroom. Someone was coming through behind her mirror. They just ignored her. They just thought she was, I don't know. They just, for some reason, wouldn't take her seriously. Yeah. And then she was found dead. And I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. it just couldn't be scarier. Just couldn't be scarier. Yeah. That TikTok person. I hope that was fake. (laughs) I hope that wasn't real. My, because I, I like that she wanted to share with us, you know, but it's yeah. just like, you know, I hope that it's fake too, but I have a feeling that it's not. And okay. For people, I, I feel like maybe we didn't describe it so good. Would you give us like your interpretation of what happened in those videos? Okay. So in the first video, there's a girl who's, who's saying how it's like, it's very chilly in her bathroom, <laughs> you know, that she can feel the wind on, like if she stands at a certain angle, there's wind blowing and it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, you're probably thinking, okay, well, it's probably a window or a vent. No, it's not. There's nothing there. So then she realized that it was coming from like the corner of her, like of a door, like, you know? So then she said she covered it up with tape, but then it was still happening. She found out that behind her mirror, it, there was some air coming from it. So she moved the mirror and there's literally a hole in her wall where someone can fit through there. Yeah. Like she's, can you, how do you sleep at night <laughs> with something like that? So she decides that she started. So that was like the first video. The second video, you know, she's with some friends and she's saying how she's going to go in there to find out. And then the third video, she didn't post it yet, right? Oh my God, she's absolutely dead. This girl is dead. (laughs) I'm sorry to this girl, but she's dead. Oh my Um, gosh. Well, I hope she's okay and I hope that it's fake. Yeah, so that's scary as all hell. Speaking of scary, spooky things, I am obsessed with urban legend horror and i've been stalking you a little bit and i noticed that you were talking about my favorite film dead silence on twitter which is like my number one urban legend horror movie i'm obsessed with it i'm glad to see other people like it too and i was just wondering do you have any like urban legends from your childhood or like stories specifically to your area yeah, but well, first off you have fabulous taste because anyone who loves dead silence you are wonderful. Like, oh my god! Anyone that knows me will say that I've made them watch it ten times. It's just that it's great. I still it feel, is that great. 
Like we need a we need a sequel or a series. We need yeah. something. What were you saying? A Mary Shaw Origins? Yes. <sighs> Mary Shaw, beware Mary Shaw. I she's just my number one. She angel. is. I love her. She's great. Oh my god, she's freaky. Um. Okay. Well, some some that come to mind. Okay. So my dad is very Caribbean. He's from Jamaica. And if you ever want like a scary story where you'll never sleep again, he's the perfect person for that. So um, he grew up on a farm in Jamaica. Like it's a legit farm in the middle of nowhere. For some reason, there is um, a cemetery in their backyard. I don't know. Okay. Why not? (laughs) So some of the stories that he would tell, again, it's just freaky. So there's this one and it's well known in Jamaica about this woman named Annie Palmer. AKA she's known as like the white witch. If I ever were like somebody offered me like, Hey, make a movie on Annie. Heck yeah. You know? So basically, so it kind of sounds like in a way she's kind of like Elizabeth uh, Bathory minus minus the, the whole blood thing. So basically she owned this plantation in Jamaica. She married this guy so she could get his money and get his land. She poisoned him, killed him. And then she's just being terrible to to the slaves and everything mm-hmm. like that. And she's known to, to do horrible, horrible things. Thing is, so one of the slaves actually poisoned her. She dies, right? But for some reason, they say where she lives in the cemetery where she's buried, like there's, a legit cemetery where she's buried. And if you ever Google it, it'll pop right up. Um, it said that she still haunts it. Like she's still roaming throughout the island, especially in that house and haunting people. My dad swears, swears that he sees ghosts sometimes. Uh-huh. And like, it's very like, okay, I know there, there's like a mixed bag where a lot of people, they don't like believe in ghosts kind of thing, right? Not saying that everyone over there, they do, but it's more, it's looked at as being normal, you know, like it's, it's a real thing. Like I know even after, if someone dies in the family, there's a habit where someone, they have to bring someone in so they can cleanse the house. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know with a personal story, like even with, with my dad, he didn't want to live in a certain house because someone he knew died in it and it's just kind of like okay but but you guys were cool though you know so it's not like the person would would haunt you you know but that's that's the one that that comes to mind i mean he has like a slew of like cemetery type of stories um but yeah and you know it was pitch black over there if it's a a, a, in the middle of nowhere like that's the kind of darkness that like you kind of can't remember what that's like in the city and (laughs) i i have a hard time with that because i've been a city kid my whole life that when it's like too dark, I'm like, stop it right now. <laughs> um, what's what city are you in? Or from? See, or that's the thing. So I'm in Tampa now, but from. I'm originally like from New York. What's crazy is oh. I live in the middle of nowhere. I wish I could like turn my, but you'll see nothing but darkness because in and my backyard, Helen. there's woods. There's a little forest, but I'm, it's very I'm freaky at you. night. It's very, very freaky at night. I'm not going to lie. I hope that you don't live alone. You don't have to no. say if you do or if you don't. No, no not at all. Okay, I... good. Okay, good. I do, but I live where people hear me dying. Right? Which is nice to know. <laughs> at least at least they will know. They'll know. Okay, well, that's terrifying. Mine is, I don't know, it might be a little, like, cultural appropriate because it's religious-based, but my grandma was, a, like, a Tibetan-based Buddhist, mm-hmm. and she was, like, also obsessed with death and dying. And it kind of goes hand in hand with that religion, I find. Mm. And my favorite thing that she would always talk about 
was the realm of the hungry ghosts. Have you heard of this? No, but I'm intrigued. Okay, so the realm of the hungry ghosts. So if you were like a really greedy, not nice SOB in your life, you know, cruel, all the bad stuff, mm-hmm. you would go and you would become a hungry ghost. And a hungry ghost is, okay, so you have like a really long, skinny, skinny neck, like a huge belly, and your mouth is the size of a pinprick. So no matter how much you eat, you're always starving and like scary and moan. And I was always like, no. Whoa. (laughs) So I'm scared. And you know what I always pictured as? Do you remember in Beetlejuice where you see the dead ghosts? Yes. That's always how I envisioned. It's so awful. So yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Do you have any other like urban legend favorite horror movies? We mentioned Um, Dead Silence. Besides from Dead Silence, I really love... um, which you kind of mentioned it, so it kind of reminded me of it. I really love Campfire Tales, you know. Stop. Anthology. It's, my fave. it's one of my favorites ever. Me too. It's just, me too. It's so me too. great. Um, it needs more love. It does. And it's so There's crazy. celebrities in it. Like, Literally. And it's, it's so weird to me how, like, I, I feel like I'll come across more people where they, they've never heard of it before. And it's just like, okay, yeah. just go watch it. Like, I don't even, we can't even talk. Until watch, you it, watch, watch it, watch it, watch it. Oh, it's um, so good and scary and kind of sexy. Actually. It is. There's a, <laughs> there, is, there is a lot of, like, sexy scenes in there. Yeah. yeah it's, like, yeah. appropriate, though. It's not, like, too much where you're, like, No, cringing. no. It's, yeah. it's the 90s. It's, it's every, how bad can it be? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love Campfire Tales. Yeah, people had definitely... That was, like, definitely direct-to-video, right? It must have been, because yeah, no I one has seen so. it. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because I remember watching it, like, on cable as a kid for some reason. Good. Um classic. And then another one, um, I really like Black Christmas, like, the 2006 version. Wow. So, I know, and usually, like, people wow. are just, like, ready to kill me. But let me tell you why. I know that it's okay. outrageous and ridiculous and over okay. the top, and all of the characters are horrible. And not sexy. Decidedly and, not sexy. And not sexy. But no. I, I like the backstory of with the character Billy. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of, I like that they gave him kind of, like, he was talking, because he didn't talk at all. So it was just like a nice little change, you know, just to see that. And they gave him like his own little urban legend and he's still like haunting them till this day. Well, he's dead now. Spoiler. Oh yeah. I, I kind of felt like that also deserved a sequel, even though I didn't love it. Where was right? that sequel? Too late now. The canon's already has changed gears. It's gone. What did you think of the new, what did you think of the one from last year? Uh, just being honest with you, I wasn't too <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too crazy about it, but because yeah. I felt like they were trying to do a little bit too much for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, first it's like a cult thing and then it's just kind of like, oh yeah, but it, they're like the secret gender women hating cult. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and there was like supernatural and, you know, and it was just like, from watching the trailer, it, it just, it's not what I expected, you know? It was messy, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so. Although, um, I found, I don't know how to say her name, Im- Imogen Poots, is that how you say it? She so. can, she can kill it. She she nailed she's it. Great, yeah. She's a great actress. Like, and then even with with the girls that that's in it. Like, I like that it's very modern, you know. And it was just like, I'm not saying that you had to do exactly what the other ones did, but, <laughs> but okay, like, yeah. Like, it's I a different movie was, completely. Yeah, like I kind of just wanted a slasher, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would have been yeah. Cool you didn't too. get that. Yeah, it was very PG thirteen at the end of the day. I want it. I, I want to like it. I, it'll be interesting how it holds up in like a couple years from now. Then yeah. I'll have to know. I haven't revisited 2006 since 2006. So maybe that's my <laughs> next year. 
you've inspired me. Well, I hope um, you check it out. Oh, I definitely uh, will. Okay, so for the next chapter for today, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the context behind Candyman. So you've already sort of told us in your own words what it's about. There is this book that I have not read called Dracula's Vampires and Other Undead Forms, Essays on Gender, Race, and Culture. And in that book, apparently, they liken the Candyman's nature to a vampire and sort of elaborate that it's sort of like a Dracula kind of metaphor. And when I think about it, I kind of like, I I do see Dracula and Candyman sort of sharing a similar energy. What do you think? Yeah, about that? yeah. You know what? Honestly, yeah, I sadly I have not read that book as well. But I can title. see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because he's like sexy and he can kind of like um like um, glamour, glamour. Yeah, yeah, glamour. Yeah. And apparently on the set um they used real like a real <laughs> hypnotist to get That's her crazy. Do you believe in it? Because I'm always like, is this real or are we just pretending together as a group? Right. Like, okay, I kind of feel like it's we just pretending as a group. No, <laughs> I kind of feel like it's real, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to experience that, but w- around people that I trust, you know, because I don't want to look like a clown. But, mm. like, I'm just curious to see, like, what would happen if I was hypnotized. But, no, I, I believe it because she really did look like, don't get me wrong, oh. like, she's, you know... Uh, Virginia, Virginia Madison, you think her, her last name is? She's a great actress. But, you know, like, she really did look like she was in, like, a trance. Oh, yeah. Absolutely she does. And she she is, like, Academy Award quality. But, yeah, I, I do believe it, too. And there's all these, like, therapists that are offer it. So I kind of feel like there's yeah. a certain level of medical legitness with it yeah i agree also with this with this uh vampire stuff they allude to him as like a boogeyman character in the film Mm -hmm. and i like that too it's sort of like what i have here like trauma imprinted on a small community yeah he definitely has a bit of a boogeyman vibe and i'm always kind of drawn to boogeyman stuff yeah and you know we even kind of see that with the with the little boy but you know who yeah, I'm talking about. He scared about. me the more than anybody else in the movie. <laughs> he was... I, I wonder if he's in the new one. This is my that question That would be so everyone. great if he was. I know. He should be the main character or something. I don't be. know. Why can't... Jake! That's his name. Jake. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that. Did you look that up or did that just come to you? It came to me because I was trying oh. to think. Because he had like a little lisp and stuff. You know, oh, I like him. yeah. I love Jake. Poor Jake. Right? Whatever happened Jake's to like, him? Jake's like, get out of here, Helen. He's like, why <laughs> he are tried. you still here? He tried to have her get out of it. But no, we actually saw that with Jake where it was just like uh-huh. when he was talking to Helen and, you know, he actually had to talk to the police officers with what happened to her when she, um, unfortunately, with the black eye. And then mm-hmm. he said, you know, now Candyman is going to get him. And so you could tell that that's probably even something that adults and parents used, you know, towards their children to kind of keep them in line. Yeah, the whole cautionary tale. To, yeah, totally. It's sort of, that's like a classic every culture has them sort of yeah. thing. Something I didn't realize before today was that in the short story, Candyman isn't black and there isn't this like doomed interracial love story. That's something mm-hmm. that was invented for the film. Did you know about that? I did. I did. I remember reading about that. And I thought that that was pretty interesting because I kind of feel like with him being black, it kind of makes it. Oh, more, it absolutely. You know, it, like it, it defines the story in a yeah, way. Yeah. It like, it just adds so much more layers to it. Not that it would have never been, or that it would have been bad. It's just, again, it's just a different type of layered story now, 
Definitely. You know? So um, I think that that's interesting. And even with the fact that he's at Cab- Cabrini Green, you know, when it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. that's where he's lurking and waiting. Yep. Yes. And sort of, yeah, Cabrini Green is a really interesting part of the story. And we have like a whole <laughs> a whole section dedicated to talking about the themes there. But I was wondering, in your opinion, like, does this 1992 movie skillfully handle the themes of race? I I think so. Because, okay, again, going back to Helen as an example, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. she is this uh, very well-off woman. You know, she has a lot going going for herself. Uh, she chooses to go to this, you know, um, this project center. And mo- most for the, mostly from what I know and what I see, projects are usually around like the higher end neighborhoods, you know? So the fact that she's there, she looks like she doesn't belong. And then even with her friend Bernie, you know, played by Casey Lemons. Yeah, she's black too, but she looks like she doesn't belong there. Definitely. And people think cops. Yeah. Yeah. They say cops. They call them cops. Yeah. yeah so it's just kind of like, I love how they showcase this woman who is, she's very well off. Her her husband is, is a professor, is a professor. He's terrible, you know? And it just seems like all she, she could just concentrate on her schoolwork. She doesn't have to have a job. So you can see why she's like, really, she oh, did have oh. one, but you can see why she's really mm-hmm. going in on that, you know? Oh, totally. You can kind of also see like, still, it was very... Again, with the rich, poor neighborhoods, it's segregated. You know what I mean? So I still feel like there's a lot that comes to place with that. And unfortunately, even with Candyman's background, I know Tony Todd, he's the one that came up with it. But with his background, what makes it unfortunate is that he is attacking his own people. I mean, I know, but besides from like Helen called, you know, but, you know, he wants to be with her. Obviously, he looks she looks like his love lover. Right. right so there's just i personally just feel i guess i just went down a rabbit hole but yes i feel like Hmm. there's still there's still themes that we still see today oh absolutely and you were saying how they tend to be close together like projects and and sort of um, like privileged neighborhoods and they Mm -hmm. play with that really dead on in this movie like the mirror between helen's upscale apartment complex and cabrini green which i believe Mm -hmm. she can even see from her window and how they have the same blueprints and when she goes into her bathroom she sees that she also like they have the exact same layout i don't know what exactly they were trying to say with that but something Mm -hmm. heavy is going down over there right (laughs) yeah and and oh i just everyone right now please go to your bathroom and check behind the mirror to make sure there isn't a secret room because i'm worried you have to check too (laughs) and record like put it on tiktok like that girl oh my god Oh my god, TikTok is constantly just like sequels to Unfriended, in my opinion. (laughs) I mean, so is any kind of Zoom call. I'm always like, have you guys seen Unfriended? And it's always like, no, no, we haven't. Or Host. I'm sorry to ask, but have you seen Host yet? Yes, I have. Like, never the same with Zoom calls. Never the same. But it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to be honest (sighs) with you. I'm, I know it's kind of like, oh, real queen of horror. I'm a scary cat. There's a lot of things that I just, I can't. I'm sorry. You know, like we keep talking about it, but obviously I would never go in that hole. That's if I found a hole in my bathroom. not dumb. Right? You want to survive. Yeah. I mean, same. I I find a lot of horror people are anxious people, you know? (laughs) We could have a whole podcast about that. So I I think I know what you're going to say for this, but do you think that like Candyman can be considered part of the black horror canon right now even though it's white filmmakers involved for sure 
because yeah. you know we didn't even back in the 90s like that i don't remember another black villain and i don't really feel like we have a lot of black villains i even mean today. i know we had eddie murphy um oh yeah in brooklyn. in brooklyn and then we had uh bones but that was like yeah. early 2000s yeah. you know but I can't really, really think of like a horror iconic villain. And Is there any black villain in Tales from the Hood? Yes, um, that's true. But he was like Satan himself, so technically he probably just—he <laughs> oh, he was just, Satan. Yeah, like so I he forgot. probably just like stole that guy's or borrowed that guy's body. You know, <laughs> he reminded me. Did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid? I have, Obviously, you yes. did. Okay, he definitely reminded me of Doctor Vink, a hundred percent. Dr. Vink, yeah, yeah. You, you're so right. Isn't he just Dr. Vink? He is him. You know what? I love that. This... Dr. Dr. Vink is from my hometown, Toronto. And w- when he passed away, someone that he knew was like doing an art auction of all of Dr. Vink's art. And I was so badly wanted to buy some of it. Oh my gosh. That I know. R.I.P. Dr. Vink. Uh, <laughs> raise a glass for Dr. Vink. Oh, Dr. <laughs> so yeah, we've been talking about um, horror, specifically like... Um, city horror which i think kind of leads us to a little bit down to cabrini green and we've been talking a lot about this government housing facility which is in the Candyman films but it's also from real life right. and i was wondering if you could help lead us just with a little bit of a brief history lesson on cabrini green cabini cabrini green homes <laughs> um it's a part of the chicago community housing These residents, they were developed as Chicago's Housing Authority Public Housing Project located near the north side of Chicago. Doing good, right? Yeah, you're doing so good. Uh, Cabrini Green was home to 15,000 people, mostly living in the mid and high-rise apartment buildings. Over the years, um, you know, the place was kind of neglected and there was like a hostile condition for many of the residents. And Cabrini Green, it became shorthanded for problems associated with public housing in the U.S. Then in 1995, Chicago housing began to tear down the mostly like crumbling, like mid and high rises of the buildings. Um, And then eventually it was demolished in March of 2011. Today, the only original two-story row houses remain. Um, They are featured in the reboot trailer and the actual storyline. So I'm so Mm -hmm. excited about the new Candyman, by the way. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, oh my God, me too. (laughs) No, me too. Uh, The location taken over by Cabrini Green was only described as an abandoned building in the short story. So I have a question for you. Uh, Uh why Why do you feel like they made this change yeah the shift from like a random just like abandoned house to like the cabrini green complex well i think when they i'm assuming when they made the decision to cast Candyman as like as a black man and when they chose to make chicago the location that they like decided to do their homework and to see you know where was their large black population how Mm -hmm. are they affected by you know, social mobility and and government housing. And I guess that's how they got there. And I'm assuming it was like a, a hot button topic in the news at the time. Right. Because I, yeah, I think there was a lot of crime there. And I think like the way that it was built, the infrastructure was just set up to fail people. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, Bernard Rose, the director, probably had a lot to say about that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? And, and that kind of does, like that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with it still just showing, it's still very much relevant today in today's mm-hmm. time, you know? Yeah, 
Absolutely. So it's very, very timeless. Um, so I'm curious, we kind of touched on uh, Ruth May uh, McCoy, like her 1987 yes. murder. But honestly, I don't know too much about that. So I kind of yeah. want you to... Oh my God, thank you for asking. Honestly, yeah, so we touched base on this earlier. It was a woman that was living in Cabrini Green, I believe, who called 911 because someone was trying to break into her apartment through her medicine cabinet. And because I'm guessing... I'm guessing racism had mm-hmm. a hand in her sure. being ignored, but she was ignored. And then she was found murdered and robbed. Be- and just like the idea of someone just sneaking in through what feels like a liminal or like supernatural space, like behind the medicine cabinet. Yeah. It's too much for me. And yeah. So yeah. So that poor Ruth May McCoy actually uh, was a bit of an inspiration for the Candyman film adaptation. Mm-hmm. And they used some of that story with uh with helen and and the set right right yeah. that is so freaky so then that's why again to everyone that's listening that's why josh and i were so freaked out about that girl on tiktok <laughs> why what? is she there someone needs to check in on her yeah, like, I'm i hope she is dead her. just for the story oh my story. god i'm sorry <laughs> it's just tiktok they're not real people they're just <laughs> algorithm but no, no as soon as we're done i'm gonna i'm gonna check i have to know i have to know what's I have happening to know <laughs> wow watch like as we're recording like you know like this is just let's just say this doesn't date very well <laughs> just kidding just kidding i'm sure she's fine okay so um and this is like my favorite section of the podcast today which is like uh fun facts but most of them are about bees because Ooh. there was a lot of bees in this movie obviously um and i think they were more real than i actually realized that they were so the honeybees were controlled by this man named uh norman gary who you just know is a party animal who uh, <laughs> handled the bees on other classics like the deadly bees never heard of her my girl mm. and fried green tomatoes so Candyman, my girl and fried green tomatoes are like literally my best friend emily's favorite three movies Aww. so i think she needs to reflect on why she's so into bees um <laughs> Tony Todd, Candyman himself, negotiated a bonus of $1,000 for each of the 23 bee stings that he got during filming. That's a $23,000 bee sting bonus. I'd rather just no bee stings, I think. True, but I mean, $23,000. What would you rather, 23 bee stings and $23,000 or no dollars and no bee stings? Okay, but are are the bee stings 23 at the same time or just like I threw a stretch and I never know when it's going to happen? I think it has to be you never know. I'll go if I never know. You know, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to pass. I'm scared. <laughs> I would pay twenty three thousand dollars not to get stung twenty three times. But just, so. just think, you never know when it's going to happen, and it was just like, ow, you know, and then it's over, and then ooh, a thousand, a thousand, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> have you ever been stung by a bee? Okay, yes, I oh have, God, but I, I was so scared because it was like a bee flying around me. I was like, all right. I'm going to leave it alone. And then I felt like this sharp pain in my arm. I'm like, what is that? Like, I didn't know. And I looked and it was the bee. And so I just slapped it. Oh, and, no. But luckily it didn't leave a mark. And so it's just like, okay, I think I could do that for $23,000. You know, it was your mistake. You were like, I'm not going to pick a fight with this bee. And the right? bee, he was coming for you. He so. wasn't, I didn't even do anything. I was just minding you my own business. Him, with my Capri son, I wasn't bothering him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. 
Oh my god. And next week on Bcast, a Bcast <laughs> podcast. Okay, yeah, so apparently every crew member was stung at least once, which is too many times. It's crazy. And apparently Virginia Madsen was allergic <gasps> to stings. I wrote lethally allergic because that's more fun. But like why would they hire someone lethally allergic to bee stings yeah. for Candyman? That's How did it... it's my question. I mean, she is good. She is. She is. Maybe that's like... why she looks so scared all the time. True. Like that's you know, she's a <laughs> That's what I think it is. It's method. Um, yeah, we were talking about Eddie Murphy earlier, but he was first choice for Candyman, mm-hmm. but it was too expensive. Can you imagine what this world would be like if Candyman was Eddie Murphy? I don't see it though. You no, know, I it, can't accept it. Like, yeah, and then around that time, I know he was doing like actions and and you know comedies and stuff like that, and it's just kind of like yeah. I think that that would have made it more comedic. Just being yeah. honest. Absolutely. How could I've never not been? I've never not found him funny. Has he ever been not funny? I know he'll try to like have like regular normal roles, but he's still funny. He's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I can't think. Like, what's my what's our seminal Eddie Murphy experience? Oh, I guess coming to America, trading places. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can. I'm. I. 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 I know. Yeah, as we were saying, Bernard Rose used a real hypnotist for the scenes between Helen and Candyman, which I don't believe in. And Sandra Bullock was considered for the role of Helen, which actually I can see. You know, I can see it. Young Sandra can, Bullock, why not? I can see that. But you know what? Sandra, she doesn't look nosy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She looks like she would like mind her business. Like she just wants to do her work and I'm just going to yes. type up this paper real quick and hand it in. You She's know? pragmatic. She totally <laughs> agree with you on this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Virginia Madsen's like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, she's like, uh, what, what are you up to, Virginia? Right? You know? She's kind of like Jessica from Murder, She Wrote. Like, she needs oh. to know, you know? So. Oh my god, I'm, I, wish, I wish it was Jessica instead. <laughs> Jessica! She was be, so terrible. Like That would be so funny. Uh, or just, like, make it an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Because I feel I like it would that. literally work. I think it, it would work. It would. Let her find Although, out the mystery. Yeah, but I feel like they would not handle the racial themes properly at all they would just ignore it like yeah yeah it would just be it would just be white old old white people and it's just fine yeah whatever that's fine that's murder she wrote it's fine (laughs) um okay so finally 40 minutes in we get to the good stuff which i've been promising for days which is the Candyman 4 info Mm -hmm. um this was a real movie that almost happened so between 1999's Candyman 3 day of the dead and next year, or I guess this year's uh, reboot, there was a fourth film that Tony Todd was attached to. So according to him, this fourth Candyman movie was in the works of March 2004, and our good queer friend Clive Barker was involved as a producer. So that could have been cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of all of this was that it was supposed to be set in New England, at an all-girls college, check and check, the story would have centered on a professor who happens to be the descendant of Candyman, but isn't aware of the legend. Check. Mm. I hope it was a girl. Do you think it was a girl? It had to have been, right? I, I think so, yeah. That would have been so... It would have been a, absolutely a blonde white woman, because that's always <laughs> what they were. All, True. All three of the movies. It, they look um, the same. Exactly the same. Why do you think like that is the archetype they had to go with? For, like, I think it's because, is it supposed to be like Candyman's like, original boo? Like, he, oh, that's how she looked? So I think She that was a pretty... Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. I guess. 
Um, not for the third movie, though. Um, who is his lady in the second one? It was the mom from the OC, and I'm always so excited to see her there. Do you know who I'm talking? you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I forget what her name one? is. Yes, yes, she was. Did you you didn't watch the OC? How dare you? Uh, okay, in the my audacity. Defense, wow. I feel attacked. You, okay. I'm attacking you. No. There was a lot going on for me around that time. No, no, I, I, I don't remember her name. Yeah, it was just the blonde mom from the OC, and every time I see her, I laugh. Did you know that there was a Candyman board game that they released to promote Candyman 2? No. I want it so bad. Um, yeah, if anyone's hearing this, I just please buy that for me. I'll give you my home address. Just send it. Okay, so New England, all-girls college. These are, like, my favorite themes. It's awesome. Um, and apparently it was also going to take place in the winter. Spooky. Ooh. Yes. And Candyman was going to be stalking his prey through the blizzard. I love winter horror. I love Same. it. Right? I feel like we need more of it. We do. I always think of the, the um, Wrong Turn movie, which I have not seen, that takes place in the winter. And I need to see Oh, it. yeah. That's one that I skipped out on. I didn't see that one. <laughs> I've, I don't I've know only why. seen the first one. So. No? I, okay. I know. My dad loves them. My dad is like they're trying fun. to get me into them. Yeah. Like as they go on, it gets it gets ridiculous. But they're a lot of fun. So. Yeah. I, it was probably my favorite theater experience of my life because I was like a child and it was me and my dad and we were the only people in the theater. And it was like 11 a.m. on a Sunday. And I think that's the only time in my life that I've had the theater all to myself and it was with my that's dad. beautiful. I know, and we loved it. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Love it. What is our other winter horror? Can we think of any offhand? Misery. That's that's <sighs> a major one. Oh, yeah. Uh, spe- uh, the Shining. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stephen King. Are you a Stephen King person? I am, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's, it switches because it's just like, just sometimes it just switches. <laughs> That's fine. Listen, I'm a huge, huge Stephen King fan, but some of it is garbage and some of it's like the best stuff of all time. Yeah. All of it is offensive. So like, (laughs) that's kind of the combo pack for it. But yeah, some of them are incredible. Like the only reason I I read. So yeah, they were going to ignore Candyman 3 completely. Candyman 3 Erasure because most fans and critics didn't like it. Tony Todd revealed that Candyman 4, or probably wasn't going to be called that, uh, hit stumbling blocks because of rights issues. And I feel like mm-hmm. we hear about this a lot. Because at that point, it became murky about who owned the Candyman rights. Right. But I think Artisan Films had already gotten involved by the end there, and I don't even know who made the first two. Mm-hmm. So I think there was at least five companies taking part in the Candyman money books at that point. And if we learned anything from the Friday the 13th movies, like it gets messy. Right. Yeah, so according to Todd... Barker was trying to get the rights to his character back, having difficulties with that. And here is a quote from our friend Candyman. He said, It's going to be set in New England, and the initial image will be of Candyman in a blizzard. The story is about double identity. I can tell you that it's set at an all-girls college, where there is a descendant of Candyman, a professor, who doesn't actually know who or what Candyman is. That's so cool. Um, Incredible. Right? Jordan Peele, Nia DaCosta, why did you pass on this? I mean... Because it's probably terrible. I don't know. Probably terrible. (laughs) I'm sure this is better. There's no way that it's not. But 
I, I, why why not both right right just give us both in the winter we need just more wintery both. horror <laughs> yeah so we said it's going to be standalone and there's going to be no number attached to it i know right what could have been right i feel like I we know. need it i think that we can still actually we can still get it could be like a prequel Ooh, I love a prequel. Do you think that we live in a world where if something gets rebooted, that the original canon can still exist? That they can still make, like, let's say Halloween. Like, can they ever make a sequel to Halloween H2O? There's no way. Uh, I feel like they can. I mean, originally it's kind of like, yeah, no, how are you going to do that? But it's just kind of like what what you said, where it's like, okay, they're just going to ignore part three of Candyman. Mm -hmm. So, and then I know even with some Halloween, sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I get my Halloweens confused. So I can't, you know, I I can't tell you which one, but there were so many that they ignored in in that whole series. And so it's just like, right. So I just totally kind of just get like a different, a different taste. Is it going to be messy and confusing? Yeah. But people are still (laughs) going to watch it. That's true. And they're all going to have the same title. It's always just going to be. I, does that bother you now that every like there's like three movies called Black Christmas or there's three movies called Halloween? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's I'm already confused, you know. So it's just like it could be too. like Black Christmas until dawn, you know, or something. I don't know. I love the subtitle. I think they're so classy. Bring them back. We need them. I and I love how they're always the same. It's always like retribution, resurrection, <laughs> right? homecoming. It's always, I'm obsessed with this like bag of words that Hollywood has that they pick at random for sequel titles. And I want to know the reason. That's why. Maybe that's why they stopped because someone saw like, hey. (laughs) It's a scream resurrection now. Do you remember this? Kiki Palmer. There's like, right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. And Tony Todd was in it. He was. Um, He's always. He was. I know. He's on Tales from the Hood 3, I think. And I yeah, want to see that. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. You know, let me oh. be honest with you. Nothing will ever touch the original. And then the second one, I wasn't crazy about. But the third one is a lot better than the second one. Like, they try. I love when that happens. I love yeah. when the third is better than the second. I might watch it. The poster gave me very much Pet Cemetery 2019 vibes, which confused yeah. me. <laughs> so, is- hey. Yeah, they're trying to go back to their original roots and stuff, you know. And I love a good independent, you know, movie. And I again, I love that they tried. Anytime that you'll give me something with like a number, it, like a, like a sequel with a number, like I'm down. Like mm-hmm. like a like a four, a five, a six, I'm obsessed. <laughs> right. Um, no matter how direct a video they are, I'm I'm here for that. We're close to the end here. All we're going to cover still is. Let's just talk for like half of a second about the sequels, where we stand on them. And then we're going to end with our impressions of the upcoming reboot. You've seen the sequels. Uh, What are your, what are your thoughts? What are your, what are your go-to? I don't mind uh, Candyman, Farewell to Flesh, the, the second one. Um, I used to use that movie to go to sleep to at night because it's just, this sounds messed up, but you know what I mean? It, it, It would give me so much comfort. That I would I get, get so it. sleepy. Yeah. I totally understand that. Even it is fucked up though. Like but, you <laughs> seek treatment, but like I, I I do understand. Okay. Like it means that it makes <laughs> me happy and I'm comfortable. Totally. You know? And totally. I, I like that it's it's pretty cool, you know, like about the school teacher and stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. But then the third one, Day of the Dead, um, which is like, hey, that's a pretty epic title, but it didn't live up 
for me. You know, it just no. seems like I always sometimes confuse the the two women or the, the the woman from like the second one with the third one. You know. Yeah. And then I sometimes get in, I get confused with, with the storyline, you know? And so it's just like, all right, I'm not too sure what the point of this was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, with the first one, there, there was a, a beginning, a middle, an end. Even with the yeah. second one, there's mm-hmm. a beginning, totally. middle, end. Even if you're not crazy about it. But with the third one, it's just kind of like, there's the ending, the middle, the ending. And it's just like, wait, what? You know, like- How I would felt- you describe the, the plot? Because like- Please remind me just vaguely so, of what was going on in that movie. With the third one, it's about the woman's daughter uh, named Caroline. So the woman from the first one, um, Annie, <laughs> Annie's okay. daughter, you know, is good. in and 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 this and this third one, and she's now an, an adult, and she's trying to like, um, I guess, protect her family, uh, and and then there's like a guy who's had or her partner is having like an exhibit of Candyman in which they kind of bring back that, well, we see kind of in the trailer and the new Candyman, there is an art exhibit. I don't know mm. if that's going to be the same thing. Um, Imagine it's a Candyman 3 callback. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why not? Why not? But no, um, it's, it's weird because it's just kind of like, again, I kind of confuse the two, but there's even like, um, I don't want to say it's like a cat. It's kind of like the original one where there's still kind of like a cat, cat and mouse kind of kind of tra- chase between Candyman and the new blonde woman, and then she gets kidnapped by a gang. I don't know, and that's what I mean. It's just there's a part that happens. You look confused. No, there's a part that happens. One hundred and fifty percent. That's crazy. Yeah, she and, and it's like I don't know, but like. Candyman appears and there's just a there's a lot and I, I think that they might be on Tubi and stuff but again I always get them confused the, the first one well the second one and the third one hopefully Honestly. I'm not explaining the the, third, the second one no 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 you, you you definitely have the second one compact the third one is the one I don't remember so I think that all makes sense Okay. so funny yeah there's always like an art exhibit in, in all of them kind of right. so I'm interested to see how they're gonna ha- tackle that with like you know, tw- 2021 hipster vibes. Right. I think it's going to be good. Okay, we have to get into the tw- to the new one because I've been obsessing over it. I'm, just, I'm sure you have too. For too long, yeah. COVID-19 went too far by taking this movie away from us. I right, think. that's this all like, we had. That's all we had. Just, just give, I don't care about anything else. I care about Candyman 2020, 2021. We need it. But you know what? You know, I know like, okay, so they did push it back, right? And so originally mm-hmm. we were supposed to get it, was it October June. of or, or June, you know? Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to be honest with you. I do feel like this is the type of movie that we must see in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Agreed. it's like a lot of people, like, you can either go to the theaters or you can watch it on HBO Max in the comfort of your own home. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I feel like, because a lot of us kind of miss out on going to see the original Candyman. And plus some people, they weren't even alive. So now it's, you know, it's their chance. It's our chance to finally be able to see it in theaters because I feel like it's going to be pretty epic. It, it has to be. I'm so excited about Nia DaCosta. I haven't seen Little Woods. It looks crazy. Such good choices yes. for the art team. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and like the cast is like truly A-list all the way through. Like this, mm-hmm. we don't get this in horror. So what do you think and- of the trailer? Well, I have been studying that trailer for months. <laughs> Me too. 
<laughs> you know, I, I love rewatching it. And it's just kind of like you see these little nuggets, you see familiar faces, people who a particular person who we've seen before, you yeah. know. Yeah, she oh, just, oh, yeah. she's just so she's, great. She's the best. And she looks fabulous, like as I ever. Know. How does she look better than I look? Like she looks Well, I mean, I get why, but no, she, yeah, looks she looks better. so good. She looks better than me too. Like it's crazy. <sighs> like she looks better than everybody. Like she still she just looks younger and I just want to be her. Anyway, the point is <laughs> it's it's so cool just to see that. I love the breakdown of the like when they're kind of counting down. Mm-hmm. when they're saying Candyman. I know we're going to get into like the theme song, Say My Name, because, you know, Jordan Peele, he has a, you know, it's been a theme with his movies, you know, that that's, that's what he, that's what he does. He takes modern, you know, songs and turn them horrific, but it's like, they kind of always been horrific. What, what else did he do that with? So with his movie, um, Us, the song, you know, I got, I've got five on it, and that's a, that's a song that's about drugs. Mm-hmm. They'll sing it together. Okay, okay, yes, yes. And then even with Get Out, uh, Childish Gambino's um, Redbone, which is a mm-hmm. spicy song, you know. So it's just he just <laughs> he has an ear. He has an ear, you know. And I, I love, love an ironic use of yes, I love an ironic use of of songs and horror like uh, Sandman uh, from yeah. Halloween. Yeah, see I love that shit. But the same, my name, like. Is that on streaming? I haven't looked. It's probably not, but I uh, want to listen to that ASAP. I think so it should be, yeah. <laughs> okay, sweet. I'm gonna find it. So you don't think that song was like made for the movie? Like that's just like it a... fits perfectly. Or it you fits... know, it's it kind of had me thinking. Like even going back to his other movie, Get Out. Why uh-huh. didn't he just use JoJo's song Get Out when she was yelling oh, at that boy my... in school? Right? JoJo iconic. JoJo she is the best. iconic. It is uh, like, JoJo is finally getting her respect. I think I'm in so 2021 happy for you. because you know uh, me what? Me too. Me too. Yeah. I think yeah. She got fucked over. Right. Yeah. When she was young, she was super like super looked at as being super young. So it was just kind of like. And plus, first off, what I remember when the song came out, I was more disturbed that she was yelling at the boy in school, telling him to leave the public school. Like. <laughs> But it's it, it is pretty iconic. So yeah, well, education is important, so I understand. <laughs> right, it's gonna be good. It better be good, or I'm or, or I'm gonna have to. I'll just convince myself that it's good, even if it's not. That I've made that decision. I, I feel ahead like of time. it. I feel like it is. And then you know, with us mentioning uh, Nia DaCosta, I have seen her her movie Little Woods, and you know, it really is an awesome movie. And I remember um, I was watching this show on Netflix. It's like a drama type of show from the UK called Top Boy. She actually filmed an episode or two. She's, yeah, like, so it's like, it's really cool. And I love the fact, just being honest with you, that she's a Black woman. And, you know, she's just directing a horror movie. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's beautiful. She, incredible. Um, and I have a feeling that she really knocked it out of the park because she got hired immediately for Captain Marvel 2. Right? So, so that's like, how you somebody know. Somebody saw something, right? That's right. my opinion. So Yeah, and the fact that they didn't just drop it on VOD, which they totally could have, like The Craft or mm-hmm. stuff like that, the fact that they're holding out makes me think they know they have something. Yes. See? Oh my god. So this was probably the most fun I've had in so long. So I really appreciate you talking about Candyman with me. Clearly you care as much about it as I do, if not more. 
Well, thank um, you. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting me. I had so much fun too. Like oh my a God, lot of fun. Good. Well, maybe you'll come back again one day with another with, with Candyman Seven. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. Where in the world can people find you on the internet? Well, I'm always on Twitter, always lurking, uh, lovely Zena. And then I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Real Queen of Horror. Or if you don't want to um, follow me on social media, uh, you can you can Get check out. out my website, realqueenofhorror.com. Or if you're just, you know, if you're like, I don't want to see your face. Okay, well, you can hear my voice on a weekly at, or, you know, on the Bloody Disgusting podcast. Oh my God, you have all the mediums covered. I try. I you know, it. sometimes people, they just don't want to see your face, you know, Which, so. That's their loss. That's their loss. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was like, this is going to be 45 minutes. No, how could it have been anything less than an hour? This is Candyman. Jesus. Right? There's a lot all to right. unpack. We loved it. And we will talk to you again soon. Make sure you subscribe to the Dread Podcast Network original, Development Hell, anywhere that you listen to podcasts.